Log Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the jazz queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ingala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio. Your host, the Jazz Queen. Jazz Queen, along with Mike Reynolds. Mike, how are you? Doing great, Terry. Doing great on this beautiful Saturday uh, afternoon. How's it up there in Vegas? Um, it's still a little warm, but it's you know it's cooling down at night. Thank goodness. Uh, I can't stand this. The summers are just killing me. They're killing me. But anyway. Um, if you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Janetta's uh, picture, and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. Our guest today is trumpetess Janetta. And how do you pronounce your last name, Janetta? Well, it's actually Janetta of Janetta's Vendetta. Okay. Uh, I don't really use my last name. It's quite oh, long. Okay. Well, it's a beautiful last name. It's called it's Minichiello. <laughs> Minichiello. Yeah. I like that. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. You said it perfectly. All right. So Miss Janetta plays trumpet and her um bio says that she is a triple threat female powerhouse, plays trumpet, sings, composes and leads the much acclaimed jazzy funky Band Janetta's Vendetta. Welcome to the show, Janetta. Well, thank you so much for having me, Terry. I'm really excited to be here and to uh, spread the gospel of, of music. It's wonderful that you're doing it. Well, thank you. And let me welcome to the chat room Joe from Germany. Welcome, Joe. How are you? Um, so, Janetta, I read that you started playing the trumpet in the third grade. <laughs> well, no, no. It was in the fourth grade, <laughs> Terry. And this is wow. the stuff of legends. Yeah. Well, but the the teacher came around at the end of the third grade, and he asked us what we want to play. And for some strange reason, I chose trombone. And he said, "Your arms are too short." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only five feet now, so I can see his point. <laughs> yes. Yes. But but uh, and then uh, history was made because I chose the trumpet. And uh, that was a very long time ago. I guess almost, oh, geez, 40 years now. Yes, mm-hmm. 40 years. Mm-hmm. And, that, um, so, so describe the pocket trumpet. Okay, the pocket trumpet is a beautiful instrument that was invented in the late uh, 1890s. And, it, and very, uh, it was called the pocket cornet initially. And the only really famous guy on pocket trumpet was Donald Byrd. So he's about the only man who brought the pocket trumpet to prominence. It is a much smaller uh, horn but with different sort of piping, less pipe. 
and a different blow, the exact same sound, well, not really the exact same sound. There was a lot of intonation issues with the pocket trumpet, but it is also in B-flat, so it is it's uh, sim- very similar to the regular B-flat trumpet. But again, it took me almost six months, Terry, when I switched from the regular trumpet to the pocket trumpet to get a beautiful large sound because mm-hmm. of the difference of the blow, so it is a little bit different, and most guys don't use it as their main acts because of that intonation, uh, those intonation issues. But I, I think I've hopefully mastered that. And, you know, you wrestle with that every day, trying to better yourself musically. That's the pocket trumpet. And do you only play the pocket trumpet, or do you play other That's trumpets all. as well? No, that is the only thing for 10 years since 2000, because I had terrible, terrible stiffness in my left hand from holding up the horn. Because uh-huh. the trumpet is a fairly heavy instrument. So my little hands were like, ow, and they were starting to kind of stiffen up. So, uh, you know, the doctor said, oh, you better stop. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's not going to happen. So I had a wonderful teacher named Alan Colin, and he said, Janetta, let's try the pocket trumpet, and so I just fell in love with it, with the size and the versatility, and uh, it's also much lighter on my little hand. It's just mm-hmm. beautiful. It's smaller on a bandstand because there were many incidents with a long trumpet, you know, where you're jammed on a bandstand with four or five other horn players, and there's accidents that can happen. Do you know what I mean? Because guys are moving and blah, 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 mic stands. and So I just loved the pocket trumpet, so small and, and kind of close to me. It felt uh, safer, in a word, as it were. And it's just a beautiful horn. And then I bought a special one in Vegas, and I had it uh, custom silver-plated, and so that's been my baby ever since. Oh, okay. I, this is the first time I've heard of a pocket trumpet. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Okay, well, good. Good. Yep. And, um, yeah, you are a petite lady, and I looked at a couple <laughs> of your videos and um, saw, you know, you performing and everything. And uh, you're definitely a powerhouse on the stage, that's for sure. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, come alive on stage. I try to sort of... Uh, well, I'm not really mellow. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm mellow off stage. <laughs> that is not true at all. <laughs> but I just love the stage. I think that is my ha- my pure happiness, being on stage and playing music and dancing and just creating with, with other like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you also played a lot of uh, Latin and uh, Calypso and, Ming- and um, you know, salsa bands. How was that experience doing um, a band like that? Oh, that was great. That was in the early part of my career, making a living as a trumpet player. I was a side man uh, with a lot of those bands, and I must tell you, I love that music. To this day, I just love uh, calypso and, and merengue and salsa. It is just, that's where trumpets rule, besides jazz, you know, in the Latin calypso and the uh, Caribbean 
uh, world of music, trumpets are still king. And I just used to love that. And I still do. That that uh, music really calls to my soul. And I just remember traveling all over with uh, Latin, salsa, merengue, and some beautiful cumbia bands, too. too. Uh, I, I just love the music. It is just a magnificent uh, swinging kind of swaying. It just is great. I love it so. And a couple of my original tunes have called on that rhythm because because of the influences so i've i've just uh i loved it and i still do i'll never not love it my one of my biggest influences in the 80s was a trumpet player named louis perico ortiz who was just phenomenal you know i mean i love dizzy and all the rest of the guys but he and arturo sandoval of course who is a master blaster from cuba uh but uh louis perico ortiz is one of the unsung heroes of trumpet who i love Mm. Mm. Okay. Now, Janetta's Vendetta, they have two CDs. One is the first one is called La Dolce Vita, and their latest one is called Land on My Feet. And Janetta mm-hmm. was telling me that she's about to release a new CD. Um, tell me about the new one. Well, the new one is quite a departure for me, Terry, because it's a, it's a standards, a jazz CD. And I've stayed away from making jazz CDs because here in New York, <laughs> I shouldn't say it, but there's a lot of jazz snobs, as it were. You know what I mean? They're mm. very strict about how you play, blah, 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 blah. So I said, you know what, I don't want to get into that because I'm not, I'm, I'm not a real uh, straight-ahead player. Uh, I feel it's more lyrical. But I said, you know what, I want to do this beautiful standard CD. I just feel that it's uh, there's some gorgeous tunes that I've always loved. And I said, let me do it. What the heck? It's a departure. And, and I want to get finally blast myself onto the jazz world stage with this, as well as the smooth jazz world stage. So that's mm-hmm. why I did it. And also for my dad, it's his 90th birthday. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do this for him because he, he's a major influence. Uh, in my development as far as jazz appreciation. Oh, well, happy birthday to your dad. Yeah. Thank you, Terry. 90 tomorrow. Wow. Wow. Oh, he had me late. Let's just clarify that so you don't think I'm (laughs) 70. (laughs) Okay, let's clear that up, all you listeners. (laughs) Now, on your new CD, will you be doing more instrumental? Because on the two CDs that you sent me, there's only one instrumental song, um, All Blues, on the Land on My Feet, and you're doing vocals on, on all the other ones. So will there be more instrumental on the new? Absolutely, Terry. There are six instrumentals and only uh-huh. three vocals, and all the vocals are what I call torch songs. Okay. Uh, and I, I haven't written any of these tunes, but I wanted to sort of pay homage to the greats, you know, that I grew up listening to, like Ella mm-hmm. and Clifford and Dizzy and, all, and Miles, of course, uh, but there's uh, much, many more instrumentals, just just straight instrumental so but on my two cds now they're all singing because i write all the stuff so i've i uh i love to just write all these different tunes and that's why i'm singing them okay so what i'm going to do is play two songs from la dolce vita and two songs from land on my feet um, so that they can, you know, hear hear your trumpet playing, and then the three songs are vocals um, as well. So um, I kind of wanted to go back um, to the fourth grade uh, when you started playing the trumpet. 
were you, I mean, in the fourth grade, was there like a band, a school band? Oh, yeah, there's a band, and I was the first trumpet, believe it or not. My band director, Mr. Cirasoro, holy cow, I loved him so, and he loved me. I was his little favorite pet, Uh, and uh, so I would drag, I had a big trumpet case, you know, in those days, they don't pick you up by a bus. In those days, I'm talking, what, the 70s? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not like I was living out in a horse and carriage. But what I mean is, you're in the in the suburbs, and I grew up, and, uh, you know, you had to walk to school if you were within a mile of school. So I had to drag this big old heavy trumpet case. I remember just uh, every, I think it was Wednesday, that we would have band, and then another Friday I'd have a lesson, so... It was quite quite a pain in the neck, but but I, I loved it. I really really loved it, and that's one of my pet uh, projects. I continually try to encourage music in the schools, which is all always the first thing to get cut. You know, mm-hmm. yes. art, yeah. art and music, and it's like these yeah. things have kept my, both myself and hundreds and millions of other kids out of out of trouble. You know what I mean? So I feel it, it's very it's urgent because without music. I mean, a day without music, if people just went silent for one day, it's not just about the radio, it's everything that accompanies our life. Uh, I feel it's really important to continue those musical programs in school because of, uh, that's just my thoughts. Right, right. No, you're right. That Those are the first things that are cut. Um, from the schools and um you know any type of extra extracurricular activities um all um, when I was going to school, we had everything we had um home ec and shop music right. sewing uh-huh. I mean we had all of that, and there's none of that anymore, so yeah, well, good for you Lock third it. a fourth grader playing the trumpet was it hard uh-huh. for you to learn and then as you got older did you have did you have any formal training? Oh, yeah. I had, well, through grammar school, middle school, and high school. And my dad, when I was in, I think, junior high, we went to see, because he would always take me in town, and uh, we'd see the major trumpet players and jazz greats. I got to meet Roy Eldridge and Dizzy Gillespie and all the greats, you know, Big George Coleman. And uh, we just, he would just uh, kind of try to sneak me into the clubs, but all the club owners by then knew, you know, I mean. Obviously, this kid is 10 or 11, and she's not, you know, but whatever. Uh, Back, you know, (laughs) like I said, in the 70s, we could just go in, and it was all right, and I would meet all the major, major stars. It was so, so wonderful. So that's basically... Yeah, okay. That's cool. All right. I know that with you saying that the... um this new one is going to be a bunch of standard jazz standards. I don't think that you should have a hard time with the jazz standards, being that you've done so many different genres of music already. Uh, Of course, um, we've mentioned the Latin part, but you also were into blues as well, playing uh, some blues. So I think that the one and two musical standards, that's going to be a great CD, you know. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. That is so sweet of you to say. I really well. Maybe it's time for me to finally come back to my roots because growing up, you know, my dad is a real jazz buff, so that's basically all I listened to as a kid. Well, not all I listened to because I'm the youngest of nine, so each and every mm-hmm. one of my brothers and sisters had a record collection. But but thank you so much for those positive thoughts, and I just feel now is the perfect time to do it after all these years of playing everything else and writing everything else. I, I like to just, like I said, come back to that, uh, which is the true American art form. It is our one and only American export that has been originated here in America. 
jazz and blues, jazz. I might add. Yeah. Yeah, blues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's why I mentioned you know, Yeah, because if you can play the blues, you can definitely, you know, transition over to, you know, traditional standard jazz, you know, because it's primarily kind of the same thing, just a little tweak here and there, you know. Amen. And so many people don't know that. So many imitators just blow a lot of notes. You know what I say? What yeah. are you saying? I do not fear you, baby. Okay? <laughs> I, I remember one of these. Uh, there was a sax player on a gig many years ago, and I said to him, dude, you are not getting paid by the note. Okay? Mm. Stop. Oh, he was mad. You know? <laughs> but I, I just, I don't like guys who just blow and blow and play and play and play and busy, busy players. To me, that's not feeling, and that's so perfect what you said. If you can play the blues, you can play jazz. Amen. I agree with you. Mm. It's not about a million notes jammed into two bars, you know, into two measures. That's not what jazz is about. Jazz is a feel, you know. And I'm very strict about that, but that's why I don't hang out with a lot of these jazz people. Uh, not, no, I don't say that. I'm just going to say that a lot of folks sometimes have a feeling that you got to play fast, you got to play high, you got to play many notes. And, and I'm so happy that you said that. That's really pertinent. To to the uh, style and the art form of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, let's get into some music, and um, I'm going to start, Janetta, with um, from the La Dolce Vita CD. What's the use? Tell me about this one. Oh, that's a beautiful ballad. Yeah, that's a classic, man. Now, uh, the, the What's the Use was written many years ago, and uh, it's not the happiest tune, obviously. Uh, <laughs> you gotta say, my friends always say, "Will you please write a happy tune?" And I'm like, I just can't. I'm not inspired, you know, when I write a happy tune. Uh, but uh, what's the use was written uh, after, you know, a breakup. So it's kind of a love song. Okay. I mean, it's a love song gone wrong, and I've envisioned it when I originally wrote it, and I still do, mind you. I would love for this to be sung by P. Bo Bryson and, you know, some other monster female singer, somebody like that, Luther Vandoss, you know, uh, God bless him because he's passed. But but you know what I mean, that kind of, that's how I heard it in my head, almost a duet. Um, it's just a beautiful mm. tune, and, and, and I, that's why I remain hopeful with my catalog of songs that they will continue, you know, maybe in the future to be redone by some really super-duper vocalist. That would mm. be such a thrill for me. You know what I mean? So right, I'm so happy right. you chose that tune. That's like a beautiful baby on my, my CD. Okay, so we're going to listen to What's the Use? This is from the La Dolce Vita CD. And then when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about Janetta's Vendetta, Vendetta's band. Okay, super duper. Thanks, All right, Harry. you're welcome.
The use from the La Dolce Vita CD um, from yeah. Janetta's Vendetta. So now, first of all, Janetta's Vendetta. Why Vendetta? Well, um, man, that's a great tune. I haven't heard that, in, you know, since I put it out because that's so beautiful. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never listen to my own stuff once I'm done with it. Oh, you sound like me. I never go back and listen to a show once I'm done with no, it. Yeah. No, no, no. We're moving on. We move on. So anyway, yeah. um, a friend of mine, Eric Oxendine, who was a bass player with Jimi Hendrix and also recorded Brown Eyed Girl, which is that classic, uh, I forget who the, it was a huge hit in the 60s. Anyway, Eric, many years ago, turned out to be my neighbor in Manhattan. We live in the village. And he said, Jeanette, how about... Uh, Janetta Vendetta or Janetta's Vendetta. And I said, that is so cool. So I've stuck with it ever since. So I will have to thank my neighbor and friend, Eric Oxendine, himself a wonderful musician, uh, for giving me that said uh, that particular name many, many years ago. Oh, my gosh, we're celebrating 20 years this year. Mm, uh, congratulations. Vendetta. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amazing. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay, so now La Dolce Vita, um, the mm-hmm. date on it is 1986 to 2004, and then mm-hmm. Land on My Feet was 2011. So right. when was La Dolce Vita released? It was released in 2005, which is interesting. So it was a okay. collection of tunes that I had recorded, 
and uh, and collected throughout the years, and then finally was put together all as a, as a, a full CD. And so it was. I've used many musicians. That's why on the CD you can see that I'm thanking a whole bunch of musicians because there was a whole bunch of different collaborative efforts in okay. recording it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So who's yeah. your current band members now? My current band members for Janetta's Vendetta are the guys on the back of the Land on My Feet CD. And they include uh, James T. Tilson on guitar, Dave Double D. Dawson on drums, and Scott Thornton, Scotty Scott Thornton on bass. So that is my current road band. Okay. Now, well, the wha- band for the jazz CD is totally different. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah these are you know, I used straight ahead jazz cats from New York for that. For the recording. Okay. For the new CD. But my road band does include the guys that I just named. Okay. So why mm-hmm. this what the almost a seven year difference between the two CDs? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, because I was busy traveling and promoting the C D and you know. Also, it takes okay. a lot of money to make a CD. So, you know, there's years between CDs because i got to save up and do all my gigs and pay the yeah. bills and put money aside to do some more recording and uh, mixing and paying musicians. So that's also okay. a... Uh, because I I am an independent artist. So that's possibly another reason, yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. We interviewed... Um, a saxophonist the other night, his name is Randy Scott, and he was telling us about the cost of producing a CD, um, even though, you know, we only paid 99 cents to download it from Amazon. Um, it cost oh, thousands to produce it, you know, so I understand that. Oh, what? 99 cents? You know what we get from some of those? For a single. Yeah, for companies? a single. For a single? Do you know how much we get out of that? Maybe a quarter of a penny. Oh, yes. Wow, really? iTunes, oh, my goodness. Yeah, CD Baby is the only one. If you sell it straight from CD Baby, they're the only ones who, you know, I keep looking at my revenue and I'm thinking, are you guys kidding me? I've sold like 40 downloads and I've made, what, a quarter of a penny? I I don't know where it all goes. Oh, wow. Unprecedented. Um. I just don't know. I really need to look into it. But, you know, you don't want to make waves. You don't want to be thrown off of any Internet thing. But the bulk of my revenue is made on live shows and festivals, you know, when I sell the physical CDs. Mm-hmm. 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 So, <laughs> no, isn't that unbelievable? Did your yeah. friend, did the, uh, did Mr. Scott tell you that, that the, that the, uh, his, or maybe no. he had enough diplomacy not to? No. <laughs> oh, dear. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> another another foot in my mouth moment, you know? No, and I always no. said, thank God, oh, girl. I always said, thank God I wear a size 5 shoe. <laughs> No, not at all. I was just, you know, when you said that it costs money to produce a CD and he was explaining to us, um, you know, the cost that goes into it. And we as fans only pay like 99 cents to download a single. So, Oh, they have no know. idea. No, thousands and thousands. And that's on the cheap. I know a girlfriend of mine who is who gets record, you know, she'll get an advance of 30 grand from a major label and say that that's peanuts. And I'm thinking, peanuts? That's not peanuts, 30 grand. <laughs> you know? Mm. 
but uh, <laughs> you know, it's all. I guess it's all relative, isn't it, Terry? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. You know, to Rod Stewart, 30 grand possibly wouldn't pay for the, you know, the soundboard or something, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so true, so true. <laughs> you know, I just give thanks that things are done, and I give thanks for what I have, and I never, I just, I'm just happy to be alive and to be doing what I do, you know. Now, I wanted to ask you um, about meeting Dizzy Gillespie. Did you say you were 10 years old? I was, and I met him two or three times, yep, because we used to go to 52nd Street back in the heyday of the 70s. And, uh, you know, none of the clubs had been shuttered by then. But the 50s and the 60s, you know, that that was the 50th Street, 52nd Street was the heyday of the jazz clubs. There was the half note, uh, the half note, not the blue note. It was called the half note. Eddie Condon, there was Jimmy Ryan. There were all these places that had been, been around for years. So we used to go a little early, not early, mind you, but uh you know, before the show, and we'd often see, I remember I got my first horn, I was 11. My dad finally bought me a horn because he wanted to make sure I was going to stick to this particular uh, hobby. Mm-hmm. And I brought my trumpet in uh, to the city, and I remember Dizzy, we saw him in the hallway going into the half note. He was coming out to get like a coffee or something before the show. And we stopped him, and he signed... Uh, my gig bag. I swear I don't know where that gig bag went. I'm so sorry I don't have it to this day. Mm-hmm. We were so excited. Yeah. Goodness. Really wow. Thrilled. Ten years yeah, old, meeting I, Dizzy Gillespie. Dizzy, and then I met Roy Eldridge, who was my size. He was a teeny little man. Roy Eldridge, they used to call him Little Jazz, and he would pop these huge high notes, this magnificent trumpet player. I met him at the bar at, uh, was it? Jimmy Ryan's, maybe? <laughs> People are probably thinking, why is your dad taking you to these uh, weird establishments? But who cares? You know, I was being exposed to incredible masters. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Dexter, Dexter Gordon, I mean, Big George Coleman. And then we met uh, wonderful singers, all kind of singers. I remember Joe Williams, who's one of my favorite singers. And I was about 16 by then, and I said, oh, my gosh, Mr. Williams, I've loved you my whole life. And he just threw back his head and laughed, thinking, look, look at this pipsqueak. She's been around maybe <laughs> 16 years, and she's loved me her whole life. Oh, uh, yeah, we had a good <laughs> Clark Terry, the whole gang. Uh, Joe from Germany posted in the chat room that you sound very Italian. <laughs> Oh, geez, what was the big giveaway? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm very Italian, though. He says he also likes the music because it reminds him of his most wonderful vacation in the Dominican Republic. Oh, how beautiful. Thank you, Joe. That is really sweet. What a beautiful thing to say about music, that it reminds you of your favorite vacation. That is just so gorgeous. I mean, that's really a super-duper compliment. Mm -hmm. All right, there you go, Joe. Thank you, Joe. All right, let's listen. Yes, he is. He's one of our one of our um, fans of the show, um, and he lives in Germany, and he tunes in as often as he can. So we love Joe. We sure. love Joe. We hope to meet Joe in person. Hopefully, I'll get over there soon with the uh, with the new CD. You know, some major jazz festivals. 
Yeah, okay. All right, let's All take right. a listen from a song on the Land on My Feet CD. Oh, and um, I chose All Blues. Tell me about this Ooh, one. That is just the classic. Each CD, each original CD, I should say, I choose a classic jazz standard, and we funk it up with the Janetta's Vendetta style. Oh, by the way, this All Blues we weren't nominated for Grammy, but we made the first cut onto the Grammy ballot with All Blues as a ranger, best arranger. I actually got almost on the on a nomination uh, for All Blues. But anyway, I love this tune, and we used to play it all the time live, you know, with my road band, which is the band on this record. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what, I love this song, and uh, I'm going to record it. And it's a, it's also, obviously, a nod to my major, one of the wonderful trumpet players in the world, Mr. Miles Davis. But we funked it up. So. Okay. Now, since you brought up the Grammys, I want to also mention that you um, you said you made the first cat cut. This was for the 2013 voting a uh, Grammy ballot. You also it was also for best pop performance by a duo group for Choose Love, best oh, instrumental yeah. jazz solo for All Blues, Janetta's uh, solo. Yes, <laughs> best arrangement for All Blues and best engineered CD land on my feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you made it. Congratulations. I made it right to there. And guess what? We have now resubmitted. We've we've submitted this year, too, uh, in all the jazz categories for the new standard CD. So I'll keep it posted, Terry. Oh, all right. All right. Good luck with mm-hmm. you on that one. All right. From Thank the you, Land on My Feet CD, this is all blues and this is all instrumental. Um, uh, there's a couple of singing. There's a little bit of singing. Just a there's a little bit of singing, but this, but you'll get an opportunity to hear Janetta play uh, mostly on this uh, pocket trumpet. All right, this is all blues. Thank you. You're welcome.
Right, that was all blues from Janetta Vendetta's <laughs> Land on My Woo! Feet CD. This is her current CD. And, yeah, let everyone know where they can find your music. Oh, they can go on to cdbaby.com. So it's www. Or my web, let's go to the website first. My website, janettasvendetta.com. So that's G I N E T T A S. D-E-N-D-E-T-T-A dot com. Janetta's Vendetta dot com. And that is where you can find all of the wonderful, uh, you know, music and 
what I'm doing and my show dates and clips from new and old stuff. Yeah. All right. And you can follow her on Twitter under the same name. And no, on Facebook. At, yeah, at Janetta Vendetta. At Janetta Vendetta. Yeah, uh, because there's uh-huh. no S. Yeah, right okay. on, on Twitter you can follow me. And uh, that should be great, yeah. Okay. So Mike and I were talking about your travel and, um, you know, how you've traveled all over the world uh, performing. But I have to ask you about your performance in Beirut. I mean, how did that come about? Well, that came about through a friend of mine in Vegas, Ron Jackson, who is a uh, promoter and a booker. And he said, Janetta, there's a guy there who's looking for acts. So I connected to a man named Walid Akar, who is another wonderful promoter from the Middle East who has recently moved here to New York, and he um, just hooked me up. He loved me, and he set me up in a beautiful club over there in 2005. And then another promoter in 2010 brought me, a man named John Kasabian, and I worked at his beautiful venue, so that was really a gas. Uh, so I just had a ball in Beirut. I thought that was the most beautiful town. So gorgeous. It's right on the Mediterranean. And it's so is really the jazz beautiful. scene there really um, uh, popular? Oh, yeah. There's a vibrant uh, jazz scene, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beirut. And I didn't bring the band because the uh, the cost is exorbitant for, uh, oh, yeah. what do you call it, for visas and for airfare. So I used killer musicians who were right there from the Middle East, top-of-the-line guys. It's so amazing that everywhere I've gone, I have been blessed with just phenomenal, incredible musical, uh, just happiness, really. The guys that I am, uh, you know, that I'm hired with or something are just great. I always have a ball. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yes, I thought that we thought that was very interesting that you were playing in Beirut because I was Beirut. I was like, well, who goes to Beirut? Well, I mean, you know, I, <laughs> I go anywhere there's a gig, girl. I'm like, what? Where are we going? And then we went, then we went to Kosovo. It's like right after Kosovo, people are like, what? Because Kosovo is not the the easiest place. Another gorgeous. Uh, it's called the Republic of Kosovo now. When we went, it it was neither. You know, they just finished with that terrible conflict um but and then uh, you know i go to jamaica every year i remember going to, <laughs> to jamaica in 2011 when they were having this huge uh problem in kingston and i was staying right there in kingston and obviously there was this bandit who had escaped or i don't know what the heck was going on but folks were saying oh you're not going to kingston Jeanette. and i said of course i'm going to kingston i got a jazz festival to do oh but there's all this political unrest and i said oh come on and as usual, it was magnificent and beautiful. Interesting. There was Interesting. no trouble at all. Yeah, never any trouble. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. there. Uh, I also want to mention some awards that you have won. Um, Janetta has won three Billboard World Songwriting Awards for three of her original songs. Mm-hmm. The ASCAP Plus Award for Songwriting, the Soul Patrol Future Legend of Black Music Award. Now, what is that? What award is that? That is a, that is a wonderful award uh, that is called the Future Legends of Black Music. That's something called uh, a guy, a wonderful man named Bob. Oh golly, what's it? Bob Davis. Bob Davis. He does that, and he is just such a great guy. And uh, a Future Legends of Black Music. I just love the way he said that. He just loves my music and thinks that 
you know, we should be a part of, of the legends of black music because he thinks it kind of derives everything from soul to R&B, yeah. hip-hop, all my stuff. So we okay. were really thrilled to get that award, man. Bob Davis, his name is, and he runs something called soulpatrol.com, another online music site and newspaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's a big fan of mine, too, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she was also a recipient of the Music Liberty Initiative for New uh, New York City Musicians, and this is a grant for musicians affected by 9-11. Oh, gosh, oh, and that's yeah. coming up next week. Wow. Yes, it is. That and I still don't know why week. they're not using my beautiful song. I have a gorgeous tune that I wrote called Can Our Tears Put Out the Fire? It is such a beautiful tune about, mm. uh, you know, 9-11 and about... The fire burning for 300 days, it was smoking. 330 mm. days did that thing smoke. It was it was a terrible time in New mm. York, and uh, I just, uh, I can't say it. It's horrible. And the tune I wrote was such a beautiful song that I feel it's just a testament to our uh, resilience. Oh, and that's what I forgot to mention about Beirut. The Beirutis and the Lebanese themselves, you know, being where they are, sandwiched between two, you know, warring people, and now they're right next to Syria, and just, you know, they routinely get bombed. It's like I took a lot of, um, I, that's another reason I went there, because after 9-11, New Yorkers just really showed their resilience and, and the fact that, hey, <laughs> you know what, we've got to get over this. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we're just going to march right on. And that's what I love. It's about Beirut. And another reason I sort of wanted to go, because they just keep rebuilding. Do you know what I mean? And that's the beauty of human nature. We just get up. It's like human nature all over the world. And America, we just rebuild after storms, after hurricanes, after floods, after disasters, after terrorist attacks. I just feel that the resiliency of human Humanity is is a wonderful thing, and that's uh, that's why I go to also countries that might be not on everybody's vacation list, <laughs> mm-hmm, like Beirut. <laughs> because I feel, yeah, Beirut, Kosovo, Kingston. It's like what? And because I have a saying, peace through music, and I want to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going there, yes. Mm-hmm. And I have tried and tried and tried to get on the USO tour because one thing I would love to do is entertain the troops. I just, um, the problem with the USO tour was the, they don't really pay uh, a lot for the entertainers. And also, the funny thing is, I was willing for that too. I'm like, that's totally great. But I'm not sure, they, they're, they're funny about you selling your merchandise. So I said, geez, I got to make oh, something really? out of this shindig. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm willing right. to go over there for free, but doggone it, I gotta bring something home, brother. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm. But anyway, I I still remain hopeful that when the CD goes platinum, that I will be able to go there under my own steam and then just give stuff away. You know what I mean? Right. Because right. I, I really can just give it away, and and it's okay. I don't care if I make money. I love to support uh, any sort of uh, troops or firemen or police or anything of that nature. I feel that they are our last. Uh, you know, during 9-11, everybody makes fun of the police. And I said, who, who, who was between us and disaster? The police and the firemen and the EMTs mm-hmm. and all the first responders. Mm-hmm, so I have mm-hmm, great respect for, sure. for them. 
for all of those people, same thing with Hurricane Sandy. I am in one of the richest parts of, of the world. I'm in Chelsea. I'm in Manhattan, in the middle of the world, really, in the most expensive real estate. And, and we had no power for five days. You know, no mm. power. And what did I see when I would go out and about on my bicycle with a flashlight? All these electric trucks from all over the country. It was really inspiring to me, man. You know, people drove mm. up from just from all over the country to help us out. You know, I was very inspired again by uh, Americans' response to disaster. I'm always inspired by that. Wow. I like to, wow. Yeah, I like to focus on the positive. Oh, dear, am I going off on a tangent again? You asked no, me no. one question. And I'm sure I forgot what it was. <laughs> no, you answered the question. You answered the question. <laughs> I answered the question about a thousand yes, words ago. You could have cut me off, Terry. <laughs> okay. So uh, where are you going to be performing next? <laughs> we are performing. Let me see. I'm trying to set up a uh, CD release party, but uh, the only gigs I have as of today our three gigs at the end of September. Uh, we're at a special jazz club called Duels. We have a three-night engagement there. That is in the East Village of Manhattan. And uh, he's a big supporter of me, the guy who runs Duels. And uh, then there's another club. We're doing another club in Manhattan, up in Harlem, called Dinosaur Barbecue, which is a beautiful. Uh, that's a great venue, too. That's on 125th Street. And I'm sure I'll have a lot more opportunities. I'm sure a lot of things are going to come up as the uh, as the radio and the record uh, gets played more and more. And I'm focusing on a lot of uh, festivals. Okay. So basically, yeah, I'm trying to get what what. It's funny because I always say that I've been in the I've been very blessed to be making a living with my music. But there's such a thing that we call the chitlin circuit. So uh, you know, like you're just there and you're there and you do a lot of work, but it's still you still haven't cracked the top twenty, you know? So oh, I yeah. keep I uh, yeah, it's a tough it's a tough life. It's not for the faint hearted. So I keep uh aspiring uh to get blast myself onto the world uh stage or just the jazz festival stage because you can be busy every single month, Terry, if you kinda get onto the jazz festival circuit. Ah. Well oh, you yeah, know what you festival. sound like you sound like a very determined woman and you you know, you're you're out there, you're putting yourself out there, you're you're basically doing it doing it all for yourself. So you I don't think you I mean, you went to Beirut after all, so you know <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah, twice. So And I, and I was on their their version of, of uh Middle Eastern M T V and I'm thinking I always laugh because 'cause I'm thinking, you know, I go out of the country and I'm a star and then you come home you can't give it away on forty second street with the naked cowboy, you know. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, it has been a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm glad oh, that it worked out with Block Talk Radio uh, with their, you know, their technical issues. So I'm glad that worked out for us. But it's been a pleasure meeting you and talking with you. Oh, thank you, Terry. I'm so excited, and I really, I so appreciate you uh, reaching out to me and, and supporting my music. It really means a lot to me, especially as an independent artist, man. It's, it's nice to be rewarded through appreciation, you know. Oh, you're welcome. You're so welcome. It's my pleasure. And um, I'll send you the link to the interview, and you can post that on your website if you like. And uh, people can always come back and listen to the show. Oh, I'd love to listen to it. And I want my, oh, that would be so thrilling to hear myself, and then I can hear what not to say when I'm on David Letterman. (laughs) 
Oh, you are you know, so I'm welcome. I'm going to be just like this on TV. I don't care what show I'm on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have, no. I have to be authentic, Terry. And, That's and right. Be yourself. So much. Yeah, and to your co-host, is it is it uh, Michael? Mike. Michael. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much to him, also, man. Oh, you're welcome. So, thank you. Okay. And um, let definitely let me know when the new CD uh, is going to be released, and uh, you know, so we can talk to you about that as well. Super duper. Thanks, Terry. Much continued success and much love to you, man. Keep oh, great ditto. Work. Ditto. Okay, ditto, thanks girl. a million, ditto. Terry. All okay. right. You have a good day. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was trumpetess Janetta. Um, her CD is, two CDs is called, uh, her latest one is called on, Land on My Feet and La Dolce Vida. You can pick those up on her website, Janetta, Ven, Janetta's Vendetta. Dot com G I N E T T A S V S and Victor E N D E T T A dot com. Follow her on Twitter under the same name minus the S and on Facebook. All right, Mike, do you have anything to add? Mike? Okay. I lost Mike, so I'm going to go ahead and sign off. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen, and I hope you have a great day. Uh, Joe from Germany, you have a great evening. I know it's almost your bedtime, but I always appreciate when you join in and the conversation and hang out with us. So thank you, as always, for that. Uh, I will look forward to talking to you next time on Talking Smooth Jazz. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.